Would you please stand as you are able for the reading of this morning's scripture from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 20, verses 1 through 16. Hear this parable that Jesus taught those who listened. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. And when he sent out, when he went out about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, you also go into the vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. And when he went out again about noon and about three o'clock, he did the same. And about five o'clock he went out and found others standing around. And he said to them, why are you standing here idle all day? They said to him, because no one has hired us. He said to them, you also go into the vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, call the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and then going to the first. When those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now when the first came, they thought they would receive more. But each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last worked only one hour, and you've made them equal to us, who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I'm doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last the same as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Yeah. Well, today we begin a new uh, worship series called Different. We've heard the um, phrase often that we are in the world, but we're not of the world. That we are somehow to be different from the world if we love and follow Jesus and know the grace of God and we share that grace of God with others. In uh, the book of Romans, we read those words, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. To come to think like Jesus and see other people the way Jesus sees them. And we begin this series on this Sunday where we have just been reminded, and I'm overwhelmed once again with just how different you are, this wonderful congregation is in a world that tells us that it's all about us and we don't need to think about anything but us you are generous in investing in the lives of people, not just that you know, but people you may never meet way down in the future. It's a gift, and I thank you for that. We begin by looking at Jesus' call for us to understand God differently than the world. The world offers many, many different ideas of how we are to understand God, doesn't it? God is angry and judgmental. God is distant and uncaring. 
God is in control of every little thing, good and bad, that happens. God is irrelevant, so why even bother to think about God? We hear all those voices trying to tell us how to think about God. You know me, you know that I love Seinfeld. George Costanza has a very interesting understanding of God. That would be wonderful. George will be rich and successful. Yeah, it's exactly what I'm worried about. God would never let me be successful. He'll kill me first. He'll never let me be happy. I thought you didn't believe in God. I do for the bad things. I believe in God for the bad things. That's one understanding of God. You also know I like the movie uh, Almighty. Bruce is having a hard time in life, so this is how he thinks about God. Thank God you're all right. God, yeah, let's thank God, shall we? For his blessings are raining down upon me. Wait, that's not rain! Bruce, please don't do that, honey. You know that everything happens for a reason. That I don't need. That is a cliche. That is not helpful to me. A bird in the hands were two in the bush. I have no bird. I have no bush. God has taken my bird in my bush. Oh, I see. So, so God is picking on you? Is that what you're saying? No, he's ignoring me completely. He's far too busy giving Evan everything he wants. Oh, that's great, Sam. But you missed your target. I'm over here! Don't get mad at the dog. It's not the dog's fault. No, it's God's fault. I gave him the wrong coordinates. All right, you know what? Enough. All right, will you just stop being such a martyr? I am not being a martyr. I'm a victim. God is a mean kid sitting on an anthill with a magnifying glass, and I'm the ant. He could fix my life in five minutes if he wanted to, but he'd rather burn off my feelers and watch me squirm. All right, sweetheart, I know that you're mad. It's completely understandable. What Evan did is slimy and wrong. But this day could have been so much worse. I'm just glad you're okay. Okay? Newsflash! I'm not okay. I'm not okay with a mediocre job. I'm not okay with a mediocre apartment. I think if we're honest, we could say all of us sometimes struggle with our understanding of God because sometimes we struggle with the challenges and the unfairness and the pain of life don't we? That's the challenging time for our faith. But then there's Jesus' voice. Jesus points us to a different understanding of a God, and Jesus does that in every day and word and action of his life and ministry, and he does it in this wonderful story in a very, very powerful way. There's a landowner that owns a big vineyard, he goes out at six in the morning, as was the custom, and he saw people waiting to be hired. He hired them, worked out a daily wage, sent them into the vineyard to work. Goes back out at nine, there's some more people. So he hires them. And then at noon, and then at three, and then at five. And the sun sets, and he brings his manager out, and he says, have all the laborers line up starting with the ones who've just worked an hour and working the way back to those who've been here all day. And he pays those who'd been there one hour the day's wage. Can't you picture those people at the end of the line? <laughs> they heard that. And as they worked through that line, they had plenty of time to think about how much more they're going to get. They've worked harder. They've worked longer. They deserve 
so much more. But they're surprised. Because when they step up to the manager and receive their pay, they receive the daily wage that was agreed upon. And Jesus lets us know they didn't like that one bit. <laughs> they complained. This isn't fair. Those people worked an hour. We've been out here all day. We were in the hot sun. We're all sweaty and dirty. We deserve more. I think if we're honest, we have a lot of sympathy for those guys, don't we? <laughs> I know I do. We want fair. We want justice. I've shared with some of y'all along the way um, that in my younger pastor self, I worked hard. I worked harder than any of my friends did and I put the church first and every time it was appointment time, I would find myself praying, oh God, I hope those, the bishop and those DSs give me the appointment I deserve. I hope they give me what I deserve. But it didn't take too many years that that prayer changed. And I began praying a prayer of gratitude that God never gave me what I deserved. That God gave me something much more than what I deserve, better than what I deserve. God gave me grace. That's what I think this story is talking about. None of those laborers came to the landowner. The landowner went to them. And the landowner, out of generosity, gave them what they needed work to earn a living to feed themselves and their families they didn't come to the landowner the landowner went to them so I love the reply of the landowner am I not allowed to do whatever I want to with what is mine or are you envious are you jealous because I am generous. Ouch. You see how Jesus is pointing us to a different understanding of God. An understanding of God as being extravagant in generosity and grace toward all. But we humans are fickle creatures, aren't we? <laughs> oh, we want God to fit us, fit our mind, fit our situation. We want to blame God when things go badly. And we want to forget God when things go really good because we earned it ourselves. Right? We want God to be gracious to us and to ours, but we want God... To give everybody else what we think they deserve. <laughs> Jesus says don't live that way. Live different from the world. Have a different understanding of God that calls you to trust God's extravagant grace. To trust God like that. 
to believe in a God like that will make us different. And when we follow a God like that and live in praise and worship of God like that, it'll make the world different too. You see, to trust in God, we have to come to terms with some things. We have to come to terms with just how radically generous and extravagantly unfair grace is. It's the nature of grace. And I believe we cannot fully experience grace for ourselves until we can celebrate grace for everybody else too. That's who God is. We accept grace in humility. We can only experience grace when we have an awareness of our own need in our hearts and in our lives. We can only experience grace when we have an awareness of our own sinfulness. We can only experience grace when we have an awareness that there is nothing we are able to do that can make things right with God on our own. We can only experience grace when we really understand that it takes as much grace to save me as it does to save anybody else. Especially the people I don't like. <laughs> That's grace. Do we want to be different? Do we want to be different the way Jesus calls us to be different? It starts with embracing this radical generosity and this extravagant grace from God. It starts with humbly receiving it for ourselves and freely rejoicing in it for everyone else as well. God comes to us like the landowner, offering us what we need, trusting that will make us different. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.